Mean Line Media presents the Olivia Fox Podcast. Hi, welcome to the Olivia Fox Podcast. Thank you so much for checking me out. I'm telling you, last podcast was a little controversial, so I thought this time we'd get into something fun and very, very informative. Remember, make sure you subscribe, like, thumbs up, tell us what you think. You know, we can only move forward and get better by hearing from you. It's so important. So before we get into it, I always like to do the top three in three minutes. Sometimes I go over a little bit, sometimes it's under, but I'm going to get into it right now. Now, this is what I had to really, really address today because everywhere you go, everybody's talking about the price of eggs. And I tend to believe on Easter, we're going to be painting rocks because some of these egg prices are out of control and everybody's talking about it. And what I've heard is the reason why the eggs are so expensive right now is because of bird flu or something. But I've got an easy, easy solution for everybody who is continuing on the internet, dropping memes about how expensive eggs are. Just don't eat them. There you go. Just don't eat them. I'm telling you, when stuff gets too expensive, you just cut it out your budget and hey, you can save $79.99. Yes, I saw somebody sent me a video of eggs in her grocery store where they were $79.99. I'm like, you a lie. I know that's a lie. But yeah, just don't eat them. Just do that. All right. The next thing I want to talk about TikTok. Now, people like myself who are Gen X, which means old tend not to get on TikTok because they always think TikTok is about the teens. It's about Gen Z. It's all about the dancing. And that's true. But I wanted to tell you something. If you're really, really into news like I am and you kind of really want to know what's going on everywhere, I have found that TikTok gets it done. And, you know, there have been stories on the news all week that CNN, MSNBC, Fox, and a lot of the local news stations, they're not even talking about. Or if they do, it's just a little bit. All we're hearing about is Biden's papers, Biden's papers, Biden's papers. And I want to know what's going on in the world. Like, for example, China, they're cutting up, they're protesting. In France, there was a big, big protest out in the street. I mean, things are just going crazy, but we haven't really heard a lot about it on local news. So I'm just telling y'all to maybe look into downloading TikTok, even if you're Gen X or a boomer or millennial, stretch out, stretch out on your social media choices and download TikTok. Because here's the thing, people are given news in real time, things that are going on. You got folks actually out in the streets. I know when there was some kind of street protests or uprising in Atlanta, there were people that were actually in the street. They were getting up close and personal, talking to people. And to me, that's what makes news good. If it's current and if it's right there on the spot, it really helps you to understand what's really going on without all the bias of CNN, MSNBC, Fox. Because bottom line, the news stations have an agenda. Regardless of which way you're leaning left or right, every news station has an agenda. So you really have to, you know, kind of wade through the BS to get to the truth. And my third thing that matters to me is about the entertainment industry. And one thing I have noticed in the last couple of years, there's a real shift going on. Of course, you're seeing more diversity. I think um, African-Americans, Hispanics, Asians, and people that, you know, are consider themselves others, whatever their sexuality and the way they identify, have been really, really making a lot of noise for years about the need for more diversity 
diversity and more representation. So I have been noticing that changing more and more. But one thing I have really that has really come to my mind, and I've really noticed this while shopping, is that plus size women, women of size, that you can get more what you're looking for. There's more variety. It seems like a lot of the designers and some of these stores, they're targeting more women of size. And I've always thought it was crazy that, you know, we couldn't get our clothes because, you know, they were pushing this agenda of being very, very small. I know um, a while back, Victoria's Secret, you know, they were having their little runway show and people are not feeling it because they felt like Victoria's Secret wasn't really in touch with the real American woman. Now, I don't know statistics specifically, but I know there are a lot of us that are over a size 12. And so you're seeing that shift in advertisement, television, print, you're seeing more realistic women being represented, which I'm I'm glad to, to know about it, you know, because now if I feel like I want to get swole again, it's all good. I'll be able to find some clothes. <laughs> anyway, it brings us to um, our theme of our podcast today. I get contacted all the time. People asking me about how you get your child into movies, into television, acting, modeling. And, you know, um, I, I, I tell people a little bit, but I feel like here we could have my opinion and the guests that we have with us to give you more information that could possibly help you. So you think your child is a star. Joining me today on the Olivia Fox podcast is my girl, Etienne, and her beautiful daughter, Amaya. Hi, you guys. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. And also, uh, she used to be called Little Magic. I know you hate it, sweetie. But my daughter has decided to come on. She made time for us. Bless your heart, sweetie. Uh, my baby's here with me, uh, Nina Polaris. Hi, sweetie. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Okay, so let's get into it. Today, we're talking about getting young people into the business. Now, Amaya and Etienne, Etienne kind of, uh, is a wonderful educator, but she's also, I consider, a stage mom. And she really, really was like a role model for me. Even though Amaya was younger than Nina, she was doing a lot of different things with her daughter, Amaya. Amaya, when did you start getting into acting, dancing, modeling? I know. But share with us your experience. Um, I'm going to say about around two to three. I started dancing around two and I started picking up modeling and acting around three and a half, four. When I tell you this child was walking the runway in a diaper and killing it. I mean, killing it. So she's been doing it for a long time. Etienne, what do you feel has been the biggest challenge as a stage mom uh, working with Amaya all these years to get her where she is? I think the biggest challenge is um, as she's gotten older, when she was little, she said yes to everything. Um, as she has gotten older, it's like um, she's a little bit more picky and choosy as to what she wants to do. And um, so I used to just say yes, and we would just rock with it. And now it's like, can you check with me first? You know, like she has a whole schedule now. So right. I'm kind of sure that I could check with her before I just say yes to you know, casting or agencies or whoever. So now it's kind of, it's a little different as she's gotten older. Right. And Amaya, I might add, is also a scholar. She's an athlete. 
she's a dancer, actress, and model. So you got a lot of talent. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> keep it basic, Olivia. Okay, sweetie, Nina Polaris, she's here and um, away from college. And, uh, but, you know, our story has been one very much like Amaya. Tell us a little bit about the, the, the process that we've gone through from your perspective when you started and, you know, what, where you are now. Well, I would definitely say modeling. I started at eight years old when my mom uh, introduced to me uh, Ian. And I did, a, I did a little runway show and I uh, really enjoyed it. And then for acting, I've always been a performer in my, in my house and doing uh, performances for my mom and showing her uh, little skits of things that just come to mind and putting on a show for new guests. But I really had an interest in it after my first play in eighth grade. And I realized this is what I want to do with my career. And I have a passion for it and love it. And then realized that modeling and acting are so alike. So I was like, well, why don't I do both at the same time? And yeah, my mom and I have been on this path for such a long time and trying to consistently branch out to people who have tried to push me forward and, you know, give more and new ideas um, to how the industry works because it's so small. So, yeah. You know, uh, I have a video. Casey, I don't know if you took that video of Amaya and Nina about 10 years ago. Uh, when I was getting my kidney transplant and these two were modeling and posing and moving. And it tickles my mom so bad when she sees the video. But one thing I want to stress for you parents out there, you know, who are pushing your kids, your children really have to want it. There are a lot of parents out here living vicariously through their children, pushing them to do these things. And honestly, Nina and I know someone that was pushed like that because the mother didn't really have a chance to, you know, live her dream. So she kind of was living it through her daughter. But after a while, you know, kids will let you like like you said, Etienne, kids will let you know look, I don't want to do this no more. So that's the first thing you really have to make sure and be, you know, closely in line with your children to make sure that what they're doing is something that they want to do because it's time consuming. It can cost money. There's a lot of travel involved. And, you know, when you're doing the academics and Amaya and Nina can attest to this, they're also doing, you know, sports and, you know, different activities, you know, there's a lot involved with this. So you have to really make sure that your kids are in it to win it. Because if they're not, after a while, they're going to tell you. Your kids will tell you about yourself that they're not really with it. Now, it's a funny story. Um, Nina and I were going down to Richmond to an agency. We ain't going to put them out there. But we went down to we're an agency. <laughs> <laughs> we went we to- shot. <laughs> we ain't going to put them out there. But, you know, this is just one of many stories. You know, we were going down to Richmond to this agency. And Etienne had already, didn't you already ha- have an experience with them, with Amaya? Okay. So we're we going to go down there anyway. We're going to go, you know, just hard-headed. And we went down there and long story short, we figured it out that it was a hustle. And this is something I really want to make sure that parents understand. If you are going to these agents and to these modeling agencies and they bring up anything about money, for example, ah, I like your pictures, but we really want you to use our photographer and it's going to cost you X, Y, and Z. That's a, that's a setup, right? ATN? It is. It's a setup. Setup. 
You should not be spending thousands of dollars on photos. Absolutely not. That really is um, a red flag for me. And also you have to be really careful when children are under age because there are laws in different states in terms of how much time kids can spend working. Um, also, if you're modeling, your child is underage, wherever they have to go. If you've got a shoot in, in New York, that parent has to go. Somebody, an adult has to travel with a minor, whether you're going into acting or into modeling, you have to have somebody with you. And sometimes, you know, in modeling agencies, unless you are specifically signed to a children's agency, they don't want to fool with it because they've got to worry about the mother or the father with the child, then they have to be tiptoeing around what clothing you wear because they want to make sure they don't step over that line, right? Yes, and you're supposed to have eyes on your kid at all times while they're minor on set. So parents, that's another thing. Like, Make sure you can see the whites of your child's eyes at all times because you should never be on a set and you can't see your kids, especially if they're underage. So just be mindful. I needed to put that out there. And people, sometimes uh, these people will be looking at you sideways. And that's another red flag for me. You, If you have a minor and you're trying, you know, they've been cast or they have a shoot and the casting photographer, whatever, it says, mom, you can just step out. No, no, mm-mm, I'm not stepping nowhere. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be right here in the dressing room, making sure she's cool. And then I'm going to be right out there watching you take pictures of her because I need to understand that my child is safe. We're not going to have any misunderstanding. So that's really, really important, too. Now, Nina, I want you to talk about because a lot of times people think when you get signed to an agency, you've made it. You want to share with everybody your experience with these. Don't put nobody out there because you have been signed by what? Three different agents. So tell yes, tell us a little yes, bit about, about your experiences. Well, yes, I definitely agree that if you're signed with an agent, yes, that's an amazing start, but that's just the first stepping stone. Um, you have not truly made it. If they if they say they want to sign you and then you sign the book and you're done and done, they can hold you and just have you just as a regular model and just to say that they have a black girl with curly hair, but they never book you for anything or they never send you out to test shoots. Like it's just a name. It's just an image for their own agency. So I have been in that situation about three times I would definitely say um, the first agency I was signed with, yes, I got a nice idea of what being signed with an agency is, but I was just signed. I didn't have any experience, no test shoots. I had to reach out to other photographers who were willing to do test shoots with me for free, but I never booked a job in Virginia. And then luckily signed in Miami. That was unfortunate. Went to travel to my agency, spent money for the traveling tickets and hotels, and no images really came out of it. Um, you know, it's really unfortunate you know, even though you're not paying for the shoots, it's the travel coverage, the fees, all of that, like that came out of our pockets. And it's just a major red flag when you're with an agency for about three months and nothing has happened, or there's a lack of communication, or they immediately say, like you said, they want you to use our photographers. And yeah, it's just a major red flag. And with my agency currently, I knew that I was in a good place is because 
the month I was signed in, I immediately was sent to casting calls and sending videos of auditions for, you know, makeup brands and fashion brands. Yes, I may not have booked those, but there's so many other options that they're willing to branch out and still reach out to me. So just always having having a clear communication with your agency and them being willing to put you out there or send you to a free test shoot because they want you to still have the experience and just to not be so rusty on your feet with the camera. That's that's what you should look for in an agency if you are signed with one and you're just starting off. So yeah, getting signed is cute and all, but it's just a name if they just have okay. you, you know? And I'm going to be honest so, with you. Yeah. This child is the one that has the drive. Scorpio, Scorpio, we don't, we, after a while, we like, okay, yeah. And, you know, I try to stay positive, but I will be honest with you right here. After our last experience in Miami, I was done. I was just like, you know what? You're getting ready to go to school in New York. I think you just need to be focusing on your studies <laughs> if you want to pursue it. And, you know, we've got this big call from a big agency. I'm not going to say which, but I'm going to say one of the top three in the world. And they were very, very interested. We ran out. We did four, three or four different shoots. And, you know, they were, oh, yeah, we like this, that, and the third. Got all the pictures done, sent them to her, telling everybody, yeah, yeah, she's about to be signed to this UJ. Never heard from it. After all the work that we did, after all the, you know, going from this, I think we did what, four photo shoots in two days, Nina? We did about three photo shoots. Fortunately, I had the connections to shoot with photographers that were not willing to, you know, ask me for any money because we had the relationship. Also, make sure to have a relationship with photographers that you met in Miami with that one agency or a few from Virginia, because that will end up helping you along the way. And you'll have that tight relationship. So you don't have to pay for anything, but yes. Now, Amaya, when you have been, I, I don't know how many agents you have been signed to uh, for acting, but let, tell me a little bit about your experience with that ATN. You guys are actually um, spot on because we were with the agency when she was, Right after the one in Virginia that you guys are talking about, um, we went to an agency in New York and she was with that agency. Um, she got signed immediately. We went up, we met with them. She was signed for a whole year. And Amaya literally sat on um, that roster for a whole year. Never got a call, never got a casting. And this was way back years ago when you had to go to the castings and they, you had to go to New York and you like nothing was virtual. And we sat on that roster for a whole year, never got a call, never got anything. And then we got an email about a year later. Thank you so much. We're not going to use you. And I just felt like for that whole year, it was just a waste. Um, so we did that. And we and I was kind of like, this is, like you said, it's kind of a waste. We're not going to do this. I'm over it. Like, that was cool. Um, and then I was like, no, we're going to do a couple things. So we did some things locally. Um, she got signed to an agency in Atlanta. Um, which was amazing. And um, we got to do some stuff with some things in Florida and they flew us out and all expenses paid. And that was awesome. So that had its run. Um, and then when she really wasn't getting anything else down there anymore, um, we got another email talking about, okay, thank you so much. We're going to drop her. And then um, she started just kind of, we started posting on Instagram, just, you know, posting stuff, but not really tagging people, but just posting. And a few agencies got wind of her um, and um, said, hey, we want you to come up and shoot with us. So a photographer in New York said, come shoot. And we went up to New York and we were like, okay, 
cost us to go to New York, but it didn't cost us to shoot. So I was like, great. This is a, a great opportunity. We did it. And then from there, another agency was like, oh, we like her photo from that one shoot that was just, you know, promo. Um, and she has been signed for about two years now um, in New York. And it's been an amazing experience. And like you said early on, that the, the industry has definitely shifted. Um, they are looking for different types, body types, um, ethnicities, um, genders. It, I mean, the, the market definitely has completely shifted since we first got in years ago. And even with the teens that are now, it's like all about teens and all about um, body positivity. And so um, there's there's uh, there's openings for other um, the other. You know, back in the day, right. one type, uh, blue uh, eyes, blonde hair, and that was all you saw in every campaign. And now it is not that. So um, she has really, um, she's had a lot of amazing experiences in the past two years. And I will just say um, she's really enjoyed it. But you you, you do, like Nina was saying, you, you have to stay on top of it. Um, you don't want to get rusty in front of a camera. Um, and any opportunity that I think um, even Amai would have to agree, um, you take some some freebies to get some paid, you know, you yeah. do do that. Right. A lot of times people think, and this is really entertainment industry across the board, people always like, well, if I ain't getting paid, I'm the... And you can't have that attitude. I mean, you really cannot. You've got to be open to opportunities because you might go to a shoot where you have to travel and pay for a train ticket, but who knows who you might meet. We had to make that investment to go to Miami, but Nina ended up meeting some incredible photographers who we ended up using uh, later on. And I mean, the the pictures are just fabulous. Uh, Another thing I wanted to hit upon are contracts. I'm not a lawyer. But it is so important, especially you parents out there that are dealing with minors, that you protect your child's uh, brand, uh, name and likeness, because sometimes you can get set up and, you know, you really have to read through the fine print and money is tight. Trust Etienne and I can tell you, but you have to make sure that you protect your child, protect their name their brand, and their likeness. Now, uh, Maya, I saw you in Five Below. You guys can see her in a national eye. Tell us a little bit about the things we've seen you in, little sis. <laughs> um, quite a few guys most definitely might have seen me in Five Below. I just did a campaign for their new team line that they put out there. Um, I've been, I've shot with Target. I have done Children's Place which is their new team line. It's called Sugar and Jade, which mm. their clothes are phenomenal. I love mm. their clothes. Um, and they're very comfy. They're all about comfy and staying in the house. Um, so most definitely, I've done Gap, which was, I would say, one of my favorite shoots because the photographer was really funny. Like, uh, everything was a um, joke or everything was, like, outgoing with everyone on set. I love the makeup artist, the hairs, the hairstylist, um, the wardrobe which was very fun. I got to try on different things. Did you get to keep any of the clothes? Unfortunately, no. But it's okay because I can always order it or because I know my size (laughs) since I, you know, have one. Um, That is one thing about doing the things. You can't keep the clothes, but that's not a down 
that's not, that would never that would never let me down because I've had so many opportunities and like you guys were saying everyone thinks it's about the money it's really not it's about your happiness and what you want to do so if you feel comfortable doing it go ahead give it a shot if you don't then I would step back take it step by step um, another thing I have done is French toast and it's um, a school clothing line and I was on set with a lot of amputees and um, that was a great shoot. I lot I met a lot of people on that shoot. That was awesome. So yeah, it's just a bunch of things I've done over the years. And again, it's all for your happiness, not money, nothing. It's all for what you want to do. Now, um, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, you really have to want to do it because if you don't, it comes out on the pictures. It comes out in your audition. So you're really just wasting your time. If you ain't in it, then you're really, really just wasting time uh, trying to force it, parents, trying to force your kids, parents. You have to make sure that you keep constant contact with your children and find out. Because I always check with my daughter when she was younger. You sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to go here? Are you sure this is what you want? Because I never wanted to be in a situation where she felt like my mom forced me to do this. And now I don't really want to do it because kids sometimes do rebel. So I'll ask you, Nina Polaris, because I haven't talked to you in two minutes. <laughs> where do you see your career? Where? What are your goals? What are your what are your what do you expect? What do you think? Like in five years, what do you hope to be doing? That is a humongous question because <laughs> um, I am trying to figure out my life right now as a sophomore in college. But one of my major uh, hobbies and just something I love to do is just making art, entertaining people, um, having fun, making trying new things and taking risks on the stage. When it comes to theater, I am not scared to be myself and I'm not scared to be other people. And I just love the entire process of learning an entire script, working with other people who have the same passion as I do. And I would absolutely love to receive the Oscar and Emmy and a Pliny. And I would just just be so happy with myself. Just, I don't know, just starting with at just only 14 years old and then achieving that. It was just, it would just make my entire life so much better. But then not even just like achieving that. Oh, yay, I did that. You know, congratulations to myself. I want to give back to my, my community. I've always wanted to give back to Annapolis, Maryland, like my, my high school. I want to incorporate a better theater program at my school. I've always wanted to just give back to those who want to do the same exact thing and take the entire, you know, the same steps as I did and go to New York City who can't afford it or have the same dreams and their parents may not agree with it and they want you to do, I don't know, law school or medical school, which is amazing and all, but that may not make that person happy. So I want to make sure that not only did I fulfill my dreams, but I want other people to fill their, fulfill their dreams as well. So I... That's that's like my main two goals for sure. Um, but when it comes to modeling, of course, you can only be so beautiful or uh, uh, 
appealing to the camera for so long. You know, the modeling industry, the time is only so small. So that's why it's so important to start at such a young age. Of course, there's, you know, people who model at like 50 or 60 and who are gorgeous with their gray hair and can work it on the camera. But modeling is not my forever dream. It's just a nice check to have so I can fulfill my other dreams and travel around the world and find new hobbies and passions of mine at only 19 years old because I'm still trying to find myself. But as of right now, modeling is just another way to travel the world, another way to make connections with others who are in the same industry as I am, the entertainment industry um, specifically. But yeah, I love modeling um, currently as of Amaya, right now. how old are you now? I'm 14. Okay, so let's say in five years, where do you see yourself? What do you want to be doing? That's a great question. I'm agreeing with Nina. That's a great question. Honestly, dancing, I would say, because I've done it I would say two more years than I've done acting and modeling, but dancing really has my heart. Like, I would sit with mom and she'll tell me stories about how I'll be in the stores just breaking out into dance moves. I'll be in front of, I'll perform for my family. Like Nina says, when she does too, I sit there, make up dances with my friends. Dancing is really, it, dancing really has my heart. And I'm not really a ballet. I'm not really a jazz. I'm a more hip-hop type of girl. So I can definitely see myself, well, one day I would like to either be behind on stage someone famous doing background dancing or even performing a show myself. Like Nina said, it's more of what your your happiness and performing what you want, not more so what someone says they want you to perform. Because, like Nina said, you might not like that. My mom could tell me she wants me to be a lawyer. She could tell me she wants me to be a teacher because that's what she is. But if I don't want to do that, I would consider it, but it's not my happy place. Dancing is my happy place. Actually, I'm in the cosmetology program right now. Doing hair and nails is becoming my new hobby. Um, and also, I want to be in the medical field. So I have different things lined up, and I want to try different things. I definitely want to go to school for medical. I don't know what yet, but I definitely want to be in the medical field when I'm older. Um, and I definitely want to do hair. I definitely want to finish dancing, and especially modeling and acting. Like Nina said, it's a very short time, and it's awesome to start young because as you grow, you meet new people. You go different places. I've been to Florida, California, Atlanta, New York. I've been a bunch of different places, Philly. And it's just great because I meet all these new different people. I get more connections off the people I meet. And I'm having new connections at the um, acting jobs I'm at. So overall, just um, dancing is probably that. And then medical field when I'm in college. I think the underlying theme here with these two incredibly talented young ladies is they want to do a lot of different things, which is important in the entertainment industry, you have to have not one backup plan, but maybe one, two, or three. You always want to have a lot of streams of revenue right at your fingertips. So if you're waiting for this role, you know you can go over here and do this. Or if you you want to you know, model and you're somewhere else, you know you can go 
and make a living doing this. You want to make sure that you have a lot of different things that you're capable of doing, that you can execute and that you like. So, um, you know what, you guys, I, I think you guys have shared so much important information for young people, for parents. ATN, do you have any last bit of advice for any parents out there who think their child is a star and they want to pursue this uh, this crazy industry? I would definitely say yes to crazy. Um, I think the best advice that I can give you is to be patient. It is not going to, some people, it does happen overnight, but the bulk of the, the individuals, it does not happen overnight. It takes years. Um, Amaya did not get to where she is overnight. Um, it took us years. She's going to be 15 in March, and we've been at this since she was like two or three. So it, has, it, it takes years sometimes. Um, you sometimes don't get, you'll get signed, and sometimes you don't get calls for six months. It's always good to stay in communication with your agent. Um, don't bother the agent because and trust that your agent is working for you. Um, if you do go a year and nothing happens, you, it might be time to, to move on. Maybe not, but it might be time to move on if you've never done anything in that whole year. But you do have to have uh, parents. You have to have patience. You definitely have to have patience. Um, and do not push your kid into something that they don't want to do. Uh, don't live for your kids. Like this is definitely an industry and it's not for everybody. Um, the one thing you have to be able to do is get up and go. If they call you tonight at nine o'clock, I have to be able to be where they want me to be tomorrow at eight. Like you have to have that mindset that it's up and go. So patience, um, and, and, and have that go bag ready. I think that's the best advice that I can give. Absolutely. Be ready. So you don't have to get ready. Always be ready to make a move because that one phone call could change your entire life. And I, I, I can't stress this enough. You can get a thousand no's, but all it takes is one yes from the right person that can change your life forever. So you have to have that mindset. You have to be patient and support your children, even after they're 18. My daughter's 19 years old now, and I'm still on her nerves, <laughs> still trying to figure out what's going on and who you're seeing. She goes on calls now. I'm like, okay, I'm tracking you right now with this tracker, and I want you to send me the Uber's information, and I need to know when you get there and when you leave, because you know you don't stop being a parent just when your child becomes 18. You have to make sure that your children are okay. So. Um, I hope you guys have learned some important information. Um, I hope that you young people that are listening, that you inspired by these two super talented young ladies. Nina, sweetie, I appreciate you. I know you're very, very busy. My baby has a play coming up in February, so I know you're super busy. I just appreciate you accommodating. Yes, sweetie. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm very stressed, but it's all worth it because I love doing it. But I also wanted to say that you also have to really believe in yourself. Um, it is really hard to be, you know, listen to your annoying thoughts that, oh, you can't book that job. Or, oh, you don't fit that category. Oh, they're not even going to like me because I don't even think the, the audition tape or the self tape was good enough. You just have to just send it and say, whatever happens, happens and move forward and just have a positive mindset for yourself because yourself is your worst enemy. Um, I am, I swear on everything. Um, just a living example that, you know, you could be so hard on yourself. And once you ease back and just say, you're good enough, you want to do it, just put your mind to it. 
you know, anything is possible. So, you know, here I am in New York City, who would have thought that would even happen just because I said I wanted to do this. And this is what I want to do. And having a plan and believing in yourself and just auditioning for the, the, the women of it or just to do it for fun and see what happens. Here I am, you know, as an acting major, what I wanted to do. So just put your mind to it. <laughs> Be nice to yourself because it's only yourself. And love you, sweetie. You love you. Amaya, ATN, it's so good to see you guys. And you know, Amaya, <laughs> I, <laughs> sweetie, I'm so proud of you. I'm, I ain't gonna cry, but I'm so proud of you. And I'm so happy to see you happy. And mama, you know, I love you to death. So I appreciate you guys coming on. How can, how can people get in contact with you? I almost forgot about that. Amaya, uh, ATN, how can people get in touch? If you need, if you want somebody to get in touch. Uh, <laughs> Amaya's Instagram handle is Amaya Saunders 08. Um, that would probably be the best way to get in contact with her. Yep. Nina, you don't want nobody Y'all to get in touch. No, <laughs> it's simple. No, I'm going to just block you. <laughs> no, but seriously, I won't do that. I swear to God, I will respond to everybody. Um, I, You can follow me and find me on any social media platform on Instagram, TikTok, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. What else? Facebook at Nina Polaris. N-I-N-A-P-O-L-A-R-I-S. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. I tell you, I was looking so forward to this show and it just turned out the way I thought it would. The Olivia Fox podcast. Make sure you subscribe, you like, tell a friend to tell a friend that these are the type of podcasts that we're doing. Quality, funny, and informative. You guys, thank you so much. Appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. The Olivia Fox Podcast is produced and hosted by Olivia Fox. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Olivia Fox Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, comment, and rate. Follow Olivia Fox on IG at Olivia Fox Radio. Follow the Mean Online Media Podcast Network at Mean Online Media. Get the Mean Online Media app in the App Store or on Google Play. The Olivia Fox Podcast is a Mean Online Media production.